Yeah, yeah, we should that. Seven years old yeah. kids should have to go to to a summer camp all summer and just go right. do jujitsu and striking and, and stuff. Just three months. No. Well, you know what? Forget gym. Just replace gym with grappling. End of story. There you know? go. <laughs> yeah. No more dodgeball. Yeah. No more badminton. You know. <laughs> Thank you. I think they're curling now, Brian. I think that's what that's they're, right. they're, they're curling. Just make sure yeah. we, we work it out with the schools where they send them. They have to send them out for gym to our academy. So, you know, and with a little state funding as well. You know what I mean? There you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. Make it work. Hit on that a little bit, just the agoge and, and being someone who does have Greek, you know, bloodline and, and just kind of give the, the viewership and audience just kind of a, you know, quick synopsis of what the agoge was and, yeah, it's kind of the concept, and that's what we've mirrored our business, our, our coaching business out of is this concept that you take you take young men and, and you put them, and, and now men, because I think we've we've come we've so, we've come so far off of what manhood is and what masculinity is. So now we're having to like indoctrinate 30, 40, 50 year olds back into manhood, right? And what how they should treat their bodies and and how they should live their life. Um, so I took that concept from the original uh, Agogi, which was the was was essentially the Spartan training camp to become a Spartan citizen. And they would they would they would take them very young. And it was let's let's not get it twisted, man. It was gnarly. They were they were uh, you know, they weren't treated well and, and they were they were they were sent off to feed on their own and lie, cheat and steal and go, you know, catch animals. And and uh, but the, the whole purpose of that was. As a, as a society was to harden these young men and to create warriors out of them. Not vic, you know, none of them were victims. They didn't complain about anything. They they learned how to treat their bodies. They learned how they learned how to be warriors. And and that was a you know you got to understand that was a warrior society. So they did from very young age. They taught them and they would wear you know little to nothing or loincloths and and out there in the dirt. Could you imagine doing jujitsu just in the rocks and the dirt from the time you like were a little kid growing up? Sounds think about, amazing. Think about how fucking hard you would be. I mean, we're <laughs> imagine the, imagine around our, our Gucci Gs and our nice mats and our fans and all of our other bullshit. These guys were rolling around naked in the rocks, <laughs> trying to do you know trying trying to kill each other, you know, and. Uh, we're missing that that uh, kind of rite of passage, you know. We're missing that uh, right. You know, yeah, and that's something that uh, one of my one of my mentors they had the Squire program, and I love. And it takes it, it takes a, a man and a and a young man that's right at the right at the at the uh, you know coming through puberty, and they do they have this like set you know I think it's a forty eight hour event or something like that that they put them through this rite of passage with the father, that's and awesome. we don't we don't do that anymore, right? We don't have we're not gonna we. We're so as parents and as adults, we're so we're so soft ourselves that we're we don't want to put our kids in an uncomfortable situation to get them to grow. Now, that's not everyone. There's a very I think there's a there's a subsect of my community, um, and I'm not saying military. I'm saying my community of men that really are passionate about teaching their young men and their kids hardship. And and getting through hard things, and and you see it through teaching kids how to get into an ice bath and to control their breathing and to stay calm. Little things like that, you know, just um, you know, ec- you know, hikes, taking their kid on a hard hike in a hot day, you know, when they're like 
they're crumbling mentally. But what does that do? What does that do? It's all part of the agogi, right? Like that's what it was. It was it was to harden your body and to harden your spirit to where you were anti fragile. And we don't do that. We we're all concerned about like, well, we don't want to hurt their feelings. Well, what happens when they're an adult and the, and then re- true hardship happens? You going to worry about their feelings now? No. Like they have to survive. You're preparing our you're preparing your children to survive. Same thing with jujitsu. You put them in jujitsu, and we've seen it. We just had a we just had a great Tyler put on an amazing kids comp at Crest, and uh, and you saw it there. You saw kids cry and break down, and you saw kids <laughs> be triumphant. But it was it, it was that hardship of you know taking a five six year old and putting them up, up against somebody where <laughs> they're trying to kill them, you know and how do you that's how else do you learn a lesson like that that it says a six-year-old it's amazing you know i mean so you also got to talk about like you know successes right successes build that confidence even the failures you learn from it and those successes build confidence since you're if you're not starting that at a very early age with kids where are you building that confidence you know in that 100 percent, and the self the belief in their abilities yeah their own free will to autonomously uh, create a life uh, that they're desirous of based off their own grit and fortitude, not coddling them, but letting them know that there's no one fucking coming to save you but yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And developing those coping mechanisms from a young age, you know, mm-hmm. I fucking run away a lot because I enjoyed living on my own. I enjoyed breaking away from, you know, the dramatic household that I was in and, I spent a lot of time just in the woods, like learning how to make fires, how to make lean-tos and shelters and, you know, kind of putting myself through that own line of passage. And um, it, it, it shaped in me a lot and, and it, it enabled me to have those coping mechanisms, you know? And, and I think uh, if we could do nothing else as positive male role models, it's to inspire uh, the youth and the next generations coming up that they are capable and, and they're not fragile and they're not as, you know, uh, victimized as they think they are, because this whole victimized culture is literally crippling society as a whole. So, so I would like to, I'd like to get all your guys idea. This is my half baked. You ready? For, it's not a half baked idea. Was that a, I've, I've had this idea forever and I want to do it. And eventually I will, I'll figure out how to get it done. But I've had this idea of taking young and we've all come across some sort of young man. That's like, oh, you're just like, you see him and you're like, Oh, this kid's soft. Like he's just, he's just soft as dough, man. And, uh, and you know, you see the potential, but you just know that he's not being mentored the right way. Right. Like he's just, you know, every time he, you know, whatever. Anyways. So I have this, I'm like, he needs to go to man camp. I want to create this thing called man camp. Maybe it'll eventually be the agogi, but it's for young men. And I'm talking like, we're talking eight to eight to 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And for the summer, you go out to the woods, we shave your head, and you live in the woods. And you have lean-tos, and you have fires. And exactly, you grapple. You yeah. have to go. It's all rudimentary. Like, you want it, You want something? We build it. But it's an entire summer in the woods with limited to no, like, no internet, no phones, limited, <laughs> limited electricity. You're bathing in a river, but it's three. You shave your head. Three months in there, and you're just doing all. You're learning archery, shooting, lean-tos, fires, fighting. You know all the different skills. <clears throat> Go to man camp now. Think about a kid who 
has is a little soft. You know, he lives in our nice our nice houses. We have the internet. We have Xboxes and all this kind of stuff. And he's he lives like that for three months. Mm-hmm. What happens at the end of that three months when he comes out of that? What kind of what kind of what kind of kid is that after three months? Probably wouldn't even want to watch TV. <laughs> yeah, you're you're hoping he wants more of it. Let me tell you, my summer camp. My grandfather was a commercial fisherman. My yeah. summer camp when I was like starting around eight years old. My parents used to ship me off to my grandfather's, and me and my other three male cousins would have to go fishing with him for two weeks straight. Like that was <laughs> that was our summer camp on a commercial fishing boat. I think you know, and, yeah. and man camp would probably sell out. I think, and I, I think so too, man. Down to school for education. Sign me up. I'll be a counselor. Yeah. That's yeah, that's yeah. right. I think I think you have your instructors right here on this call, man. Right. <laughs> right. And you know, hey, we get, we can talk about shooting guns. I just got a new one. I love shooting guns. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And it's Tyler. It's specifically with uh, you know being an academy owner. You know, I mean, I don't know my experience. You know, I, I think jujitsu still got a long way to go to, to to unite as a community. I think it's still too clicky. I think it's still too. You know, um, not even I mean, to the point where I don't even think jujitsu will ever be in the Olympics because of how, you know, privatized and everything's yeah. about the profit. But I think as far as a community and being an academy owner, we're seeing all the topics we're talking about, you know, um, <clears throat> growing the, the the youth of this society because everybody's got this, you know, um, victimized mentality or when it comes to supporting the military when they get out, um, you know, people that are serving as police officers that need more training. I, I think jujitsu has got a long way to go still, but that's why I also think there's a lot that still can be done. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Um, you know, I'm just focusing on, you know, like you said, our community, I try to keep it small because I know those are the people that I can reach in front of me most likely. Um, but anything that I could do to get it out to, to as many people as I can is, is super important. But but I, I do have to agree. It's just, uh, you know, there's a lot of division. You know, people don't really want to come together. Some some really do, and it's really it's really good to see. But it, it's difficult. You know, it's super competitive, and it's come from a, another culture. You know, that when the Brazilians came over, the, you know, and then the, the Americans, it kind of bump heads a little bit from time to time. But, um, you know, if we could bring that unity for the sport, it would I think it would be a game changer. Um but I think I think it's going to be a while for that. Yeah, I mean, specifically in Long Island, New York here, I mean, even just talking about West Coast versus East Coast jiu-jitsu, just in the culture of the academies, it's like, you know, a world of difference. I, I feel West Coast seems to be more about training, people training with each other. Um, and you see that on the East Coast here in, in New York. There's a lot of schools that are still very like, you know, oh, just train with your own academy and things like that. Yeah. But I just, uh, I think the West Coast is more kind of like open to training with uh, everybody else. And I, I feel like if you're paying tuition and you have your home academy and you're supporting that, you can train wherever you want. You know, like we, we, we don't own our students, you know what I mean? So like, I think that mentality, once we get out of that old school kind of like, oh, you know, you're a trader if you train anywhere else kind of right. thing, I think that's going to be more of... Uh, the growth of the sport. Don't we even have a name for that? What's that? Don't we even have a name for that, for that student that like tra- – that tra- Oh, yeah, Creanch, right? Yeah. Creanch, yeah. yeah. Oh, we've, we've heard that plenty. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Even in uh, our small community, there's a couple of small academies and, um, you know, some of them – we have open mats and we tell everybody bring – you know, anybody's welcome. Any academy, any gym – 
bring your friends, whatever, you know, want somebody yeah. wants to come try something, whatever you want to do, just come through. I right? think people, people that started I mean, that, that jujitsu, that they train jujitsu nowadays within the last few years don't realize how it was back in, you know, when I started in 1999 and got my blue belt in 2001. I mean, you were, you were a traitor. You can get your ass kicked if you ever went to another you know, the academy down the road to even train yeah. with your buddies. That's how bad it was. It, it's That's even crazy. to this day, you still see that. There's a lot yeah. of schools that you need still permission. You need to go to your professor and ask permission to train anywhere else. I mean, yeah. it just blows my mind. Yeah. You know? If it's you want to train absurd. with another academy, you had to go to your buddy's garage and roll some mats out. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, don't, don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell anybody. I don't want a professor to find out, you know? You know, it's a very close-minded perspective that I hope is is being, uh, you know, broken down and, and, and is kind of uh, encouraged uh, to train train at other academies obviously be loyal to, to your home base i'll always be loyal so alexander soka he's a brother to me he's a professor he's who awarded me my black belt i'll always be loyal to the gracie jujitsu lineage but at the same time you know living two hours sometimes with traffic away it's hard for me to train at my home base academy and so it is important to network and have a multitude of different academies that you could train at you know obviously do so respect and, and be an ambassador for your home base, be an ambassador for your sport. And I think that's what we need, man. We need, need more unification, uh, less, you know, honestly, egotism, because that's what it comes down to. People feel yep. insecure to train at other gyms, even if it is an open mat, and more acceptance. You know, jujitsu is for everyone. It's for, you know, my friend Anthony uh, Straldo, who's got cerebral palsy, who doesn't have the function of his, his two legs and only has use of one of his arms. It's for, you know, the person who's a triple amputee. It's, it's for everyone, and we need to embody and embrace that so that everyone feels included on the mats. It's not just for the jock and the athlete. It's for the single mom raising two kids by herself, you know. Maybe he's coming from an abusive background and wants to learn the skill sets so that she can protect herself and, and her kids from harm, you know. And, and so the more we embody that philosophy, uh, the more lives we can change and the more we can grow the jiu-jitsu community for the positive right reasons. Not for the money grab, not for the ego, not for the power, not for the fucking drama, but for safeguarding and helping those uh, in, in, a, in a myriad of different ways. So, Yeah, and to touch on that, man, um, jiu-jitsu is – it's uh, – it's a team thing. It's a, a family thing. I love all that aspect, but it's also, it's your journey, right? Your, your thing. If you go find, you know, growth and happiness at, at another place, then I'm more than happy for you. You know, if, if, if that's the case, I, I don't know what we wouldn't have that, to help you in that way. But if that happens to be the case, by all means, go, go grow and, and in the sport and in your mind and in, in all those things somewhere else, you have my blessing, right? You know, because it's a, it's, it's your thing, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm new. I'm like, you know, my journey is very, very young compared to all of you guys. Um, but I'll say this on the, on the thing about if there's anybody listening, that's a, that's, you know, in, in where I sit, you know, you're, you're coming into this thing and you know, you're new, you're, you know, a couple years in, I, I, I absolutely love my home base and who I support. Like that is, that's my foundation. That's my rock. That's where I'm going to grow up into. But man, I, because I travel so much and because of the media that I get to do everywhere I go, I try to make it a point to go train somewhere. Mm-hmm. And every single time, and there's been some, you know, a lot of, a lot of great experiences, a couple weird experiences, but in the, in the, uh, in the grand scheme of things, every single time that I've gone trained somewhere else, I've got with Gareth, I've got, you know, I've gone to Kansas city, I've gone down to South Florida, 
I pick up something completely different in, for my toolbox and I'm able to come home and I'm, I'm, a, I'm just a little bit, I'm just that, that much better, that one technique better. So, you know, I, I would say don't be afraid to go. I mean, it's a community and you'd be surprised how welcome you will be if you just walk in and be like, hey, I'm traveling. Can I, can I jump in a class? Can I train here? And I mean, <laughs> almost every single time that I've done that, everybody's like, yeah, come on in, man. Let's welcome. Who are you? And where are you coming from? And it's, it's a very positive experience. And I always pick up that you know, in the military, we had like, you know, tools for your toolbox, you know, and that's, and, and everywhere I've always gone, I've always picked up one little tool for my toolbox that helps round out all the other little things that I have going on. That's how it should be. That's good to hear. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and I also realized how awesome my, my uh, gym is when I, when you come back. (laughs) So you mentioned a a good point, Tyler, about the, um, it's your, it's, you know, even though we're a team, right, you're, you're in a team, it's an individual journey. And when you're out there fighting or competing or you're rolling, it's just you, you know, you're, you're dependent on you. And that's a, that's a totally different aspect about, you know, most grappling arts, right. Or, you know, even martial arts and other sports out there. And it's a different mindset too, when you're only dependent on yourself in the situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I like I like that. Uh, there's something that um, you know Tyler told told me, and, and Jocko did a real good talk about that too. Is everybody's jujitsu journey is their own, mm-hmm. and uh, you know my my path to to blue belt or to the next one, and you know all the way to, to black, like that will be my experience, my path, and my journey. And it and it and you can't reproduce that. I can't say well. This is the way it is for you. No, we don't. You can't say that. It's my path and my journey and what works for me and where where I go is completely uniquely. I'm a unique snowflake in that arena. Right. Like that's mine and yours. And and I guarantee if we if we just went through the line here and talked about everybody's path, it would be completely different. And your skills to each belt would be completely different. and, And and I think that that's something that people need to focus on, kind of going back to even the the law enforcement guys and why it's like what Tyler said is brilliant about the time because their journey is all going to be different. You can't box that into one package with check boxes. You know what I mean? Like it's a it is it really yeah. is just a journey and it's a beautiful one, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's a- yeah I, I want to get a quick I was on my mind like this. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of need, you know, for there to be more types of retreats and events and then but i want to get you guys uh to shout out a couple of different you know either organizations or events that you guys have done already like you know gareth and and, and nick you guys did something in montana what was that kind of a retreat thing like what was that about yeah so uh we did an event in uh montana we flew into missoula and for four days we did a retreat um, for veterans up in the mountains of missoula montana um, a place called paradise valley and the whole premise behind this retreat, it's called PB Abate, is to honor the life and legacy of Sergeant Matt Abate, who is a Marine Corps scout sniper who was killed in Sangin Province, Afghanistan, uh, while basically directing enemy fire so that he could help his platoon um, and essentially uh, was mortally wounded in the field of battle. Uh, as a way to, and, and I'll kind of rewind and kind of give you a backstory of how I got involved in the organization. I have a friend, I come back from Thailand, uh, only in country for two days. I was over there training some Muay Thai. I was there for a honeymoon at the time, had a great experience, fell in love with the culture, the people, the food, 
Um, just an amazing place to be. If you guys haven't gone, highly urge you to go there and support the Thai people. Uh, but I get stateside, wheels down, get a text message. Uh, meet me at the Iwo Jima Memorial in two days from one of my best friends, uh, Brian Coleman, uh, Wilmington guy and someone I used to you know, go to school with. Um, so, of course, I meet him there, 1300, in front of the Iwo Jima Memorial. Unbeknownst to me, he's getting awarded uh, the rank of major um, in the U.S. Marine Corps by his commanding officer, somebody served with overseas in Afghanistan, uh, Tom Schumann. Um, went out that night, obviously, to celebrate uh, my friend's promotion. And from there, kicked it with Tom, connected with him, got a call about three months ago. Hey, this is, uh, you know, so-and-so from PB Abate. It was actually Nick, um, Chicago Grappler. Shout out to you. Um, reached out to me. He said, uh, you know, Officer Schumann contacted me. We're running a veterans retreat. We'd like you to be part of it. Um, it's going to be a fight club. So it's going to be martial arts teams. I've been first two people I thought of um, was Tyler. Tyler then connected me with Nick, and then we all went out there as a group. Had a phenomenal group of about 14 uh, servicemen and started out each morning. Uh, basically, 0500 would make coffee for the camp. Everyone would muster. We'd rise. We'd do mindfulness, meditation. Um, from there, we'd proceed to do jujitsu, either gi or no gi, in the sweltering Montana mountain heat. Um, and then we'd go down to Paradise Valley, and we'd swim in this amazing kind of refreshing, cleansing river um, all together. You know, lather the body with some beast wash, you know. You guys were you baiting each other in there, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he made it sound a lot cooler I, than, it, than I, it really was happening. <laughs> Nick would wash my back. I'd proceed to wash his. And then we'd talk about <laughs> that plant afterwards. Um, that was honestly the highlight. But but after that, we didn't launch. And then we go back and we do either Muay Thai or Jiu-Jitsu again that evening. And uh, just the, the connecting – uh, group of individuals that we had, um, you could tell it was a healing process. For me, it was completely, profoundly, positively transforming, and it came at the perfect time of my life. And I think for you guys, uh, you know, I want to I want to hear about your guys' experiences, uh, Tyler. You know, then Nick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I went out there thinking that you know I was going to get to do some jujitsu in a cool state that I'd never visited before, and you know, I. I really didn't want to do too much kumbayaing with with a bunch of Marines, but um, or veterans in general. But it ended up being just a really great experience. Um, everyone was was awesome. It just it just seems just like jujitsu does. It attracted all the best people, right? Um, and it just ended up being a great experience. We all just kind of shared a little bit with each other, and, and we're able to kind of you know grow uh, again. And this is all because of martial arts or, or jujitsu in general. So just a really cool experience and, and a great thing to be a part of. And, you know, hopefully at some point we can, we can give back in some similar way as well. The, um, you know, I've done a lot of veteran uh, retreats. We, we run an, a, a veteran nonprofit uh, as well. And um, so over the past eight years, I've done a ton, a ton of, of retreats and different kinds. And, um, what you typically have to watch out for is, and, and this was my concern with this one as well, was the sitting around, like Tyler was saying, the reason why he probably didn't want to like sit around doing a bunch of kumbaya with a bunch of vets is because it's a lot of times, not a lot of times, sometimes you can get this self-licking ice cream cone of, like you were talking about, like the Marine Corps didn't do me good, mm-hmm. the VA is not good, the, no one, the government doesn't care, the 
the U.S. doesn't care about my sacrifice and woe is me. And then all the violins come out and it's like this real, this gross, negative one, bunch of whiny, a bunch of warriors being a bunch of whiny babies. This is not what that was. This was uh, it was awesome to talk about um, action. So a lot of this was because I mean, maybe because of that was you have a bunch of jujitsu practitioners like there. And so we have this different base of being uncomfortable and, and, and growing and learning things. But even the fireside chats were talking about how do I how do I fucking level up my life? How do I take what we what we and it was awesome. It was 15 of us, right? It's like 15 of us. Yeah. So 15 guys sitting around in a, in, a, in, a, in a circle sharing information about how we can take where we're at in our life and turn the volume up on it and move the damn needle. And how do I have a better relationship with my significant others? How am I a better dad? How am I a better jiu-jitsu player? How am I a better man? What am I need to do to not be the victim but be the, the victor? And uh, and that's what I thought was a really great thing. So if anybody's looking into PB Abate, like that was that was what was really cool about that thing was it was that the conversations were not about complaining as it was how do we enhance each other's lives and how do we become better men? And that's what I thought was one of the coolest fucking things of that trip. Yeah, and uh, kudos to you for actually kind of taking this taking point on that nick because uh, i think i think it had a really good chance of going south in that direction but you were able to kind of like take the lead on a lot of the, those conversations and, and point them in a positive direction which i think was great and hopefully that set the tone for the rest of those camps moving forward you know what i mean i think like just starting the day off with jujitsu man like it's hard to be a fucking victim when you survive brutal jujitsu <laughs> In the the scorching summer heat, especially uh, when you're, you're mounting people, Gareth, in the scorching summer heat, you know yeah. those gorgeous those gorgeous mountains behind us too, man. Yeah. Greg, <laughs> let me tell let yeah. me tell you. By the time I would say seven o'clock, those mats were like 150 degrees. Jeez. We got mat burn on our feet, not from friction, from melting <laughs> skin on the mats. It was that hot, <laughs> that early. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> That's crazy. I think a lot of those, uh, a lot of that suffering, though, help you know, kind of bring us together, though, a little bit. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, blood and sweat equity with one another, and and it it just empowered us to the point where there were no victims. We we're all fucking. I can't. I will never call myself a warrior because I've never been a war, but we we're all that warrior mind afterwards. And it was like I think everyone left the retreat with that 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 you know never quit die trying type attitude and uh it's been great to keep up with guys like like dirty you know who's run last couple yeah i mean nick you're you're in a um a, a real unique position here and, and i just want to you know get to talk about that a little bit because i mean your podcast is is is, is awesome you know but you're in a real unique position because you're training jujitsu you're in the community you know marine raider i mean all that and I think, you know, guys like Jocko, guys like Tim Kennedy, like, you know, Jocko represented the SEALs, you know, Tim Kennedy's Green Berets. But I've never really seen, you know, Marine Raiders be represented in the way that, that you are. And I, I just think thought that was awesome. But I think, you know, you're in a unique position to have this, you know, all become more to the forefront. And, you know, a lot of people are going to be aware of this way more. You know, because I think you're in that specific spot where not only for, you know, Marine Raiders, but military background, you're training jujitsu, like those are the type of guys that are going to really bring all this to the forefront, just like we're seeing today. You know, so you can talk about that a little bit and the way you see your position in, 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 the, in the growth of this awareness. Absolutely. I, I, I um, 
actually was talking to Tyler and I, and I share a lot, uh, you know, obviously I make a lot of videos about jujitsu and I make a lot of videos about my life and, and you know, my YouTube channel and everything. And, uh, you know, you get, you get stupid people out there and be like, you know, and I was making videos as, as a white belt, you know, and they're like, Oh, I love when white belts make videos. And I'm like, how don't you just shut the hell up? What are you doing with your life? Um, but here's the reason why, and, and, I, and I, I appreciate you, you saying that, is because I'm I'm knocking on the door, 40 years old. Um, I am a beginner in in, in the sport, right? And um, you know I have a, a host of injuries, like most, like any any combat veteran does. You know, Tyler's got <clears throat> just as many as I do as well. And um, what I feel that I am doing, and I have amples of comments and dms and emails to prove it is i am giving people permission to start something new i'm giving you permission at 40 years old to go take a jiu-jitsu class and you most people go like i'm old i'm gonna get hurt there's i can't do this blah blah, blah. i'm out of shape i'm overweight and through my videos and through the, the the information i'm able to share i'm giving you permission to go try it and I'm giving you permission. I mean, I've got a client who's a, a an old recon marine in the 70s. He was over 300 pounds. Now he's down to 205, 65 years old. And he is. Uh, and I've and that, that that was it. I he reached out to me and I, I said, "Listen, you don't have to. I don't care what age you are at. You don't have to live this way. I give you permission to be go back to being a badass. And here's the roadmap to do that. And I think that's where I am able to offer some insight and offer some. Um, perspective on on where we are all at in our age and our life and how we can we never we can we never peak the best is yet to come always never peak the best is yet to come do you think people feel like they need permission like because i think there's some people that don't like naturally and then there are people that really feel they need permission and what's sort of the difference in the mindset because you know I, i think there's a lot of people out there that just you know, they'll do it. And then there's other people that, like you said, need that permission. I think, majority, the I think majority people are just, they're just stuck. You know, you got to look at, look at it. Like uh, Brian, how old are you? Uh, 50. 50. So yeah, how many times in your life at 50 years old, apart from jiu-jitsu, because you're going to be a little bit different, but have you've gone through your life and you, you married, you got kids. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So how, how many times have you gone through your life and you, a week's passed, a month's passed and you're like, what, how have I grown in my life? Or I just, yeah. I just did fucking Groundhog Day for a month. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I mean, see, I'm a believer that it's always small gains, right? Whatever your goal is, you have right. to make small gains towards the goal. Like you're always progressing towards the goal. I believe if you're not living your life like that, you're going to, you're going to be stuck, right? Yeah. But so, even you, have you ever experienced a week where you're just like, you woke up, took care of the kids, went to work, took care of the wife. Yeah, and then yeah, at the end of yeah. the week, you're like, what did I even do? Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone does. Yeah. Right. So that's where I think that. We sometimes we just get caught up in the the groundhog day routine of of being men and doing what we're supposed to be doing. But then what happens is you 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 times that by decades mm-hmm. and then what? Now you're 35, 40, 45, and you're like, holy shit, man, I've just I've taken care of all my people, right? But like where have where how have I taken care of this? Where have, where is this? Where have, what have, where have, am I growing? Am I been uncomfortable? Am I trying to be the best version of myself? Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes we get men get caught up. Not sometimes men do get caught up in doing the things that men are supposed to do. And then we forget that we are also supposed to grow and learn. Right. 
And, and we have to take care of ourselves as well. Because if I'm not the very best version of myself, then how can I be the very best version of myself for my tribe, for my community? Right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, in essence, you're talking about self-care, right? So you have right. to put yourself first. In some situations, you got to put right. yourself first before you're able to take care of others. You know, yeah. which, you know, I think for most of us, one of the ways we do that is jujitsu itself. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that was the biggest thing is like I do think that men need to go, hey, listen, it's okay to do something for yourself because by doing that thing, it makes you better at the things that you're supposed to, that you want to be doing in the first place. And this is where my – like we're kind of getting into like my whole company now with the Agogi in our mm-hmm. coaching business. But that's the foundation of it. The foundation of it is so to like to make men better. To man the very best version yeah. of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it does. They need permission. Like, hey, I'm giving you permission, and and I've got it in the, I've got proof. I give you permission to go fucking move the money, go make more money, go have a better relationship with your wife, go be a badass dad, go be better at jujitsu. I give you permission to go be a badass, and sometimes that's all. It, that's all they needed was mm-hmm. to go. You're right. A little push. Go do this. Yeah, yeah. I just think there's, you know, like, you know, just to just to say, reiterate that again, you know, guys like you see Joe Rogan alone, you know, is probably responsible for how many people training. But now, specifically, guys like you, Nick, that have that background, in addition to just having a podcast and a guy who trains, you know, I, I think a lot of people got to realize that that's the that those are guys that are really important to be able to put all of this. Um, awareness to the forefront, you know, not only just with veterans and military, but just like you said, some people just need a kick in the ass. They just need the permission, you know, and the more we're on social media doing things like this, it's going to, people can listen to this and give themselves permission to just yep. go and try something new. That's it. And all it takes is that one little shot. And, it, and, and that little thing that you just said, Greg, could be the spark that changes a man's life mm-hmm. for the remainder until he dies. Could yeah. Be anybody you ask who, who does jujitsu, Anybody, anybody you ask who already trains jujitsu, who is jujitsu for? They're going to tell you it's for. They should tell you that it's for for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's nobody. There's nobody that should not be you know able to train. If you go somewhere and you can't, you know, you don't feel like you could train there, then then you need to find a new place to train. But it, it should be for absolutely everybody. You know, we have, uh, we have members at our gym that are that that, uh, that are autistic. We let the father come for free so that the the the. The, he's like uh, 17 years old, 18 years old, but so that he can feel comfortable and, and be able to train as well. You know what I mean? What, whatever, whatever it is, you know, we'll try to accommodate, but jujitsu should be for, for everybody. hundred percent. I mean, pre, uh, pre COVID, I, I started a organization uh, teaching kids with special needs, uh, martial arts. So, you know, I had a group of five uh, gentlemen with awesome. down and, you know, on a weekly continuum, I teach them in boxing, I teach them uh, the benefits of TRX, you know, put them through basic body weight, calisthenic exercise routines. Um, and it's amazing how quick they took to it and how proficient they were. And in a lot of ways, blew past some of my quote unquote, what society would deem uh, normal individuals. And fuck that, man. You know, like there's, there's no limitation, but your own self-limitating beliefs. Right. And, and I would see this day, day out and it, it definitely saddened me that I didn't have that day, sense of purpose. But, um, you know, the more I realize it, Craig and I had a, a chat at life, uh, we're talking after jujitsu, uh, Monday night. And, you know, we both tried to serve, uh, both in law enforcement. I fucking applied to every branch of the military. I've been in most of the processes and for reasons outside of my control variables, uh, 
unbeknownst to me and, and injuries, uh, you know, I never was fully accepted. I'm still on the fight to now try to in process into the army and law enforcement. But, um, you know, there's so much benefit and there's so much service, uh, that can be gained and given through the art of jujitsu. And, uh, I kind of, you know, speaking with you guys today, realize that more and more. And so if nothing else, I feel a, a newfound, uh, wind in my sails to, to just help and, and, you know, benefit, not only thousands, but millions of lives through the arts and, and through, uh, you know, just empowering people and, and uh, giving them that ability that nothing is impossible and they can do whatever they put their mind to. Um, and jujitsu unlocks that, unlocks that ultimate human potential inside of us all. And so, yeah, I think there's probably even like there could be studies done where there's probably some, some chemical reactions going on, especially with maybe special needs, um, you know, and, and where you, where you can have that, that positive uh, reaction or that, that positive yeah. exchange of chemicals and happenings or whatever the case is so that, you know, yeah. we could look at, at potentially replacing certain medications or, or certain things mm-hmm. like that. We have, yeah. we have parents come to us all the time. Their, their kid has ADHD and they're trying not to let them be on the medication all the time. So they, yeah. they train, you know, and it's, I've had, I've had multiple kids, uh, or not maybe kids, young men with, uh, that had been diagnosed, you know, autistic at some spectrum. And they're like, Hey, I've, I've really thought about, I've been watching your videos and I'm, I thought about doing jujitsu and I want to know your thoughts because like, I have this fear of touching and this and that, you know, but I, but I really think what it is is cool and I really want to try it. So I want to talk to you. So I told him and, and, you know, I can get slammed on the internet for saying this, but I have this sneaky theory that some of the greatest jiu-jitsu players out there on the, in the world right now, like the top, top, top guys, are slightly on the spectrum. 100%. I, and, I, I, yeah. Because yeah. uh, any, anybody that can can use their brain that way and, like, remember – and I'll just give an example. Like, remember a specific technique on a day and time and place. And, Gareth, you and I talked about this six years ago. And like know exactly to the T and then can react it six years later. I mean, there's some special <laughs> sneaky skills. <Dude>. In- <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I experienced this both with surfing too. When Tyler and I met, I worked for a charity organization based in Wilmington called Indojack Surf Charities. And uh, the main mission is to, uh, you know, work with med- medically fragile children and empower them through the art of surfing. But we also had camps for kids who were born in Chernobyl and had levels of radiation and for two year they would come to the united states we teach them in a surf camp because it deregulated all of the damaging effects of the radiation uh but we we did camps for kids who were blind kids who had auditory impairments and the one thing that always fascinated me is you know you take a blind kid and you put him out in the ocean he would know when there was coming for like five to ten minutes out you know, he would sense it. He'd be like, gee, I could feel the waves. There's going to be a big wave. There's going to be a big wave. And then lo and behold, you know, four or five minutes later, there'd be the biggest set wave of the day. And although they couldn't see, Amazing. couldn't cool. hear, uh, all of their other senses were then elevated. And so they had this unbelievable ability to plug in and tune into their environment. And it was a superpower, man. It was, it was unbelievably impressive. And I'm like, here I am complaining because I failed the test. My girlfriend broke up with me. This, that, the other like these people aren't complaining about anything. They're not victims. They're empowered more so than I am with full able body of my mind, body and, and, and physicality. And who am I? I feel like a fucking pansy, like ever, you know, complaining when I see these kids and a lot of them, you know, these kids would not be able to stand up. So we, you know, 
post up on them on the back of the foamy. You know, I'd lift them up by their life jacket, and then we'd ride waves all the way into the shore. And the smiles, the the, the <laughs> reinvigoration, the 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 power that it gave them, uh, because for their entire lives they've been played the victim. Oh, you can't yeah. do, can't do that. You're you, special, or you just turned a disability into a superpower. Yeah, a superpower. Yeah. Exactly, and so so that's what I that's what I told the two the, the two guys that reached out to me. I said, "Hey, listen, just go slow, just to get a good get go to a good place, and then you know communicate with the professor. Go slow, take one class at a time, and then and then go into it." And I said, "And keep me abreast of the journey." And that's what it was, kind of Brian going back to it. Like all it was was me giving them permission to go try it. Right. And I told them, right. I said, "Man, some of the best guys out there, I think that are on you know right there with you." And I said, and he's like, and I and I explained. I said, it's like I asked him. I said, "Do you like puzzles?" you like solving things and they're like oh of course like i'm great at that i'm like that's all it is man yeah it's a it's a physical puzzle and once you start realizing that what it is you're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna be in and they're and they were stoked and they're like sweet i'm gonna go try it i'll let you know how it goes i'm gonna keep i'll keep you up to date right right do you think most people right i mean i think we know it like everyone who does jujitsu knows this or they feel it you know that the physical and mental it's it's like a balance and you become more stable as you have that that physical activity you know and that mental stimulus you need both you can't just be like we were talking about earlier on you know on your phone all day like you don't get that physical piece that makes you a well-balanced person I, uh, Brian, I made a video about this talking about the difference between endurance sports and jujitsu. So like you can go on a nothing, nothing wrong with people that like to go run for millions of miles and get a, in a runner's high. I, I never experienced that. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm not, a, I'm not a runner. Um, but when you go do those, say like rucking, I did a lot of rucking. You can essentially turn your brain off and just go, right? You're just yeah. going. And I can go on a on a on a on a hour long ruck, burn a shit ton of calories, and not be as exhausted as I am after an hour long you know murder session with Tyler and Gareth. And I started talking to some of my other coaches about this, and I and, I, and what it came what we like uh, it's pretty simple, but what it came down to is you don't have the ability or the uh, I don't know what you would call it to, to turn your brain off when Brian is trying, you know, if he's a, he's a black belt and he's trying to kill me and I'm a blue belt, I don't get to just check out mentally and go through this role. No, man, I'm thinking about every little digit, my elbow, my every, you know, I'm trying to every little thing, every hand placement where his feet are, is he trying to like do his stupid shit that they always try to do and throw me all over the damn place. You know, like I don't have the chance or the luxury is what I was looking for to just check out while my heart rate's at 175 beats per minute. It's got to be at 175 beats per minute, and I have to be 100% tuned in to every little thing happening with my body and their body. Mm-hmm. Completely different from just going on a run for an hour or going on a right. you know a bike ride or something where you can kind of just tune out and you yes. know, get that kind of feeling. Like You don't have that luxury. And I think yeah. that's the reason, Rye, right there, what you were saying was you're you're so much more tuned into the present. What Gareth was saying at the beginning of the podcast, like you're forced to be right there, right freaking there. And the only thing, the other only thing that I can tell you is uh, I climbed Mount Rainier, and that was the first time I've ever experienced something to where you have to be in this misery moment, like you have to be right there because. You can't just check out and climb this mountain because you're walking on a piece of ice this big. 
And if you slip, you're going down in the glacier, glacier and you're pulling your whole team because you're all tied to ropes. Like you have to be like one step, one step, one step. So you're just in this like misery bubble. But guess what that means? You weren't thinking about shit else except what you had to do right then. And that's the same thing with jiu-jitsu. Like you have no choice but to be completely physically exhausted and then present at the same time. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned something else, right? In tune with the slightest movement, you know, right? Because you feel someone starts shifting the weight. You're like, oh, I'm going to get swept or they're going to move me or they're going to attempt something. Back to Garrett's point, that kid in the ocean who's blind and being able to feel the wave. Do you know what I mean? It, in jujitsu, it's very similar. Like you feel the slight motion of someone's body and they're turning into you, they're turning away from you, whatever. They're moving their leg, they're moving their arm, they've gripped your gi, it doesn't matter. You need to be in tune with that to sort of understand what's coming. Yes. Yeah. Right, that's talking. my whole life. Tyler rolls and he just closes his eyes. I'm like, how? <laughs> I, how I do that a lot too. Like, you, don't to, you don't have to have your eyes open when you roll with me. You're just like, oh, okay, and, yep, and you're done and we'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i i just bring it back to you guys are like uh just you know we really appreciate everybody coming on um but yeah i mean that's that's a huge a huge part of it i mean it's, it's uh, in in the moment when you're getting choked and you cannot check out mentally you, you just can't no. you, you know you can't you have to be in the moment and that's the only thing that you can think about like you're not thinking about the bullshit you dealt with the night before or that morning or whatever you know so, uh, but with that, before we forget, let's go through, um, I want to get Gareth, Tyler, Nick, just, uh, one at a time, just shout out where everybody can find out more info about you, your handles and all that. Let's start with Gareth. Gareth, where can everybody find your info and, uh, yes, for, for Instagram, which is my main social media outlet is at GTH consulting. Um, also have a website, Gareth Um, from there you can kind of, uh, see some of the coaching modalities off some of the jujitsu trainings, uh, some of the affiliate organizations that I work with. You can see about, uh, Roman Sanford, the executive and private security, uh, company that I partner and run with and, um, you know, provide, you know, uh, executive protection and security services kind of for the 1%, um, out here in the Eastern end along Hamptons, New York City, as well as Miami, um, and then some of the organizations that I'm uh, a part of, uh, Adopt-A-Cop BJJ, um, which is a great organization which sponsors law enforcement officers to the rank of Jiu-Jitsu Blue Belt, um, so free training for those officers involved. Definitely check it out. Um, it's a great cause, and it helps save lives. Uh, Massive Supplements, uh, company, veteran-owned company um, run by Mitch Aguiar, which is a premium supplement line. Um, also liquid death, uh, great Austrian, uh, pure water source that I definitely urge you guys to all check out. Uh, Johnny slicks hair products for this impeccable, uh, man, man, this doesn't come on natural ladies and gentlemen without Johnny slicks, it wouldn't look this good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, please reach out, you know, uh, phone number, email, you know, um, would love to help any way I can. If you're a veteran or if you're anyone who's looking to find a local jujitsu academy or just looking to get into training, um, please reach out to me. So thank you for your time, gentlemen. Really appreciate all you guys. All right. Let's see, Tyler, what do you got? Yeah. Um, so thanks for having me on number one, first and foremost, it was a pleasure. Great talking to all you guys. Um, I'm down here in uh, Hampstead, North Carolina at Crest Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, we are a Lucas Lepre affiliation. So we, we try to offer as 
premier uh, jujitsu as we can. Uh, we train hard. If you're in the area, just stop by. Love to love to train with you guys. Um, my handle on Instagram is Tyler underscore Boone B O O N E uh, B J J. So you can check me out on there. And then uh, also I'm uh, affiliated with uh, Nick and the uh, Gogi coaching and training program. So if you guys have any questions about that, uh, please feel free to, to hit me up and we can chat in more detail there. It's a, a fantastic program uh, to, to take your life to the next level. So um, feel free to, to, to hit us up. We'd be happy to talk to you about that as well. And, you know, hopefully this can spark uh, some interest in people to get out there and just find a gym. Go train. It's for everybody. Take your kids. If they're not doing it, they need to be doing it. Um, you know, bring bring your friends, your grandmother. Doesn't matter. Just just do it. <laughs> awesome. And uh, Nick, all I gotta say is I got freaking great friends. I don't have to say anything, man. Tyler, <laughs> Tyler took the agogi. If you're a man out there wanting to be a better man, like talk to Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I got. I got uh, Gareth on Johnny Slick so hard, I think he's married to it. <laughs> no, like, he's, like, he's like a commercial billboard, man, just rotating through there. Know, man. No, it's, yeah, uh, watch it's out cool. for that baby making, though. Yeah. Yeah. Flicks and the Beast Watch, watch out. That's a, that's a, confir- that's a confirmed uh, byproduct, right? Side effect, Nick? Side effect, man. We've got 12 confirmed kids based off the scent of, of Johnny Slicks, man. Just, I mean, women smell that, and they're just like, yep. oh, I just need some of you in my life. How do you think I got that daughter? Tyler, <laughs> show it yet. But nonetheless, you can find me at my name anywhere. Uh, we've got a pretty large YouTube channel. We produce videos, uh, the Harbor Site Podcast. Um, and then my two companies, the Agogi and Johnny Slicks. And, uh, man, I just appreciate you guys having me on. And, and uh, I absolutely just love these, these conversations. I think these long-form conversations are what really is going to make an impact in our society, the way that we would like to see the impact being uh, made. And uh, it's the only way that we're going to do that is by rallying rallying men and rallying our communities to uh to be to be better so uh thank you guys very much oh, we we appreciate you guys coming on thank you so much yeah you guys hang out for a couple minutes after we end the show and uh make sure you guys subscribe <laughs> like share and uh, make sure you guys keep sending us videos of you rolling and this way we can have uh guests on the show critique it for you in the uh future episodes to come uh check out jujitsumotivation.com this episode will be out within a week and uh yeah really appreciate you guys and we'll keep this Greg, conversation going Greg, tell them this this is what we're gonna do we want you guys to screenshot this podcast whether it's video or whether yep. it's whether it's whatever screenshot it put it up on your social media tag us all we'll share it all out that's how this message is going to get out there yeah screenshot this tag us up we'll all reshare this guys as a group and uh definitely want to get you guys back let's like get back together as much as we can just to you know discuss this you know the current state of where everything is with jujitsu and you know uh veterans different events everything anything that we can do so anytime true truly a pleasure october real quick do you guys want to release any of that info about the october retreat or yeah what's going on with that so we are running a uh, – we don't have the thing, but if you go follow the Raider Project, we are running a, a four-day uh, – what are we calling it, Tyler? Jits and Surf? Something along those lines. We'll have to come up with something clever. Yeah. So uh, we're going to do a four-day <laughs> retreat for, for, for men uh, to do some jiu-jitsu, do some surfing down here in Surf City, North Carolina. Uh, Gareth will be coming in to, uh, to smash, or we're going to smash him. Uh, <laughs> yet to be might take both of us. But... Yeah, it might take all of us, but <laughs> we're, we're going to get it done. Um, but yeah, so four days, you know, about eight to 10 men, um, similar to what we did in Montana, just to kind of learn, re- refresh 
And, uh, you know, somebody talking about some of these concepts that we've been talking about, about how to be better, how to be a better version of ourselves. And we turn Bro, that volume up a little bit. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Uh, once again, appreciate it. And uh, keep in touch. And we'll see you guys later. Thank Thanks. you, guys.